Hello, I'm Angeline, and this is my story about love, insult, and unexpected coincidences, and sometimes things are not what they seem. There are two kids in my family, me and my twin brother Alex. He thinks he's the oldest because he was born 10 minutes before me. We're two peas in a pod. Usually, fraternal twins aren't alike, but we were an exception until we reached 15. Then, my brother's voice began to change, and I started to develop. Still, people confused us. He had long hair, too. And I, well, honestly, I wore a lot of oversized clothes. But our personalities were completely different. Alex was a calm, quiet person who loved drawing and different kinds of art. But I preferred an active lifestyle. Sports, boxing, swimming and stuff. Our parents joked that our mom bumped our heads when she was pregnant. No matter how different we were, we stayed very close. After all, someone had to protect my brother from bullies, right? When I was 17, I was still a tomboy. I wore oversized clothes and preferred a good fight to girly stuff. Nevertheless, I wanted love and a relationship. I fell in love once, but was quickly disappointed in boys who couldn't compete with me, so my wish remained a wish for a while. Unlike me, Alex went on dates and broke girls' hearts. He used his attractive appearance to the fullest. But we could be confused from the back. He was taken for a girl because of his long hair and manicures. And I was taken for a scrubby brother. I think he even wore makeup sometimes, but girls were still crazy about him. And then I fell in love, deeply and truly. I met my own knight in shining armor at a competition. His name was Vince. He was the only one who could stand against me and win. Seemed kind of Amazonian. We didn't go out very often. He had studies and competitions, and so did I. So it was only a couple of times a month. We compensated with calls and chats. Still, he was perfect. Vince had never met my brother for the whole six months we had been together. Well, when we were able to meet, we were doing more interesting things, which required privacy. They met when Vince came to my place to help me carry some stuff. We were going to a competition together. Vince stood in the hallway with bags, and Alex was just walking out of the bathroom in a robe. And then the worst thing happened. I realized that my romance had come to an end when I saw how Vince looked at Alex. Honestly, Alex looked much better than me. He was thin, with long hair and big eyes. Well, he didn't have breasts, but I didn't have much either. The only way you could tell he was a guy was from the front. Vince's glances at my brother were so painful for me. Of course, I introduced him and said it was my twin brother Alex and that this was not a joke. It didn't help. Well, at first it seemed nothing had changed. We won the competition, returned home, and continued to date. But now, Vince would always find time to come to my place and hang out. Alex often joined us. He joked, laughed a lot, and didn't notice what I did. Vince didn't see him as a friend, and he had never looked at me like that. Later, Vince confessed that he fell in love with my brother at first sight, and he didn't care that Alex was a boy. He would do anything to be with him. I had been crying all night. The next day, Alex came home with a bruised eye and bloodied knuckles. Of course, my Casanova brother didn't take it well when Vince said he wanted to date him. He didn't suffer a lot because Vince didn't want to hurt him. 
but my bro took revenge for me. Still, Alex got hit in the eye. We treated his poor eye for several weeks. The bruise didn't go away very quickly. After this, we came to two conclusions. First, we needed to drastically change our appearance. Alex should become more manlike, and I should give up boxing and start wearing dresses and stuff. Second, we're very close, but Alex should avenge both of us. Like this video if you've had a similar situation. Greetings everyone, my name is Keith, and this is my story about how I ended up in jail because of my own father. I've been a curious and mischievous boy since childhood. I've always needed to explore, to touch or break things. My mother said that I was born with ants in my pants. My family was good, understanding, but very strict. My father was a senior police major who sometimes talked to his family as if they were under investigation. My mother was a math teacher at school, and she wasn't an easygoing or positive person at all. Both of them were very serious, responsible, and very demanding of me as their only child and heir. I wasn't like them. The concept of discipline has always been something like a medieval torture for me. I couldn't sit for hours and grind away at my studies for the sake of some hypothetical goal. My parents tried to weed out such an anarchic life philosophy by hitting me with a belt and yelling. They were yelling mostly at me, but sometimes my parents went off on each other, trying to understand why their son was such a goof. When I was 10 years old, I knew for sure that neither science nor a career in any governing body was of any interest to me. I was raving about space. I adored all sorts of green rallies and demonstrations and tried to protect nature more than adhere to the letter of the law. My parents would have been completely satisfied with such a hobby if I dreamed of becoming a biologist or at least some kind of environmentalist. I didn't give a damn about their opinion. When I was 14 years old, I finally joined local protesters. They protested against laws, deforestation, and everything they could in general. It was fun, and it seemed to me like we were doing the right thing. My father was furious when he saw me in this crowd. They were called in to break up an unauthorized rally, and his son was in the midst of the wild disorder. The police beat me hard for a long time, and at the same time explained what my family's reputation was. Afterwards, my parents forbade me to communicate with my friends. They simply ceased to let me out of the house. Thank God it was summer and I didn't have to go to school. Sometimes parents are so naive. The second floor is no obstacle for a child who dreams of freedom. It only took a minute and here I am, jumping out of the window on an old oak tree and running off to my friends. And then there was an explosion. I was 16 years old and we were just planning to hold the local deputy accountable for the fact that he had ordered the clearing of a park to put up a shopping mall instead. The scheme was divided into two parts. The first group of rebels had to smash the deputy's car and the second group had to disable the equipment for cutting down trees. Fortunately, I was in the first group. At night, a group of three people, including me, sneaked into the parking lot at the deputy's house and played pranks on his BMW using bats. All the glass was broken. All the tires were slashed with the help of some knives. Overall, it would be easier to just buy a new car after we finished working on it. When you're 16 years old, it means you have no mark of intelligence. We forgot about the cameras, and we were put in jail in a couple of hours. And as it turned out, we were rather lucky, because half of our friends got put into the hospital for an indefinite period. When they started to deal with the case, my father said that I had to be put in jail with everyone else. Even the deputy offered to write that I hadn't been on the scene of the crime, but my father insisted on me being put in jail. I was shocked. I didn't know how to react to such a betrayal, especially considering that the other parents bailed out their children while I had to do my time. After a month spent in jail, they let me go and dropped all charges. But this month was enough for me. You know, a pre-trial jail doesn't feel like Miami. 
The guys in prison were so tough that I was afraid to even close my eyes at night, not to mention quietly moving around the ward. During the time I spent in jail, I reconsidered my life and deeds, and experienced cellmates helped me to understand things that I couldn't. Suddenly, I looked at myself from the outside, and I really didn't like what I saw. The things we saw as a struggle for justice were just plain disorderly conduct, which did nothing but harm. It was just a miracle that we didn't get into real trouble during these two years. And my dad, he didn't get me out of jail on purpose because he wanted to open my eyes to what we were doing. He taught me a tough lesson, but I learned it. You know, one person's freedom ends where another person's freedom begins. Like this video if you agree with this idea. I realized this after doing my time in jail, and I really don't want anyone else to get into a similar situation. I hope my story will save someone from making a huge mistake, for which they will have to pay for the rest of their life.